Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby with your word for today on this uh, feast of the Lateran Basilica. And let's begin with today's gospel, which is taken from John chapter 2. Just before the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and in the temple he found people selling cattle and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting at their counters there. Making a whip out of some cord, he drove them all out of the temple, cattle and sheep as well, scattered the money changers' coins, knocked their tables over and said to the pigeon sellers, Take all this out of here and stop turning my father's house into a market. Then his disciples remembered the words of scripture, Zeal for your house will devour me. The Jews intervened and said, What sign can you show us to justify what you have done? Jesus answered, Destroy this sanctuary, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews replied, It has taken forty-six years to build this sanctuary. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the sanctuary that was his body. And when Jesus rose from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the words he had said. On this day each year, I intend to send an email to a lady named Marie. I certainly keep her in my prayers. Now, this email hasn't happened every year, but it will this year because I'm talking about it on air. We met six years ago in Rome on the way out of the Lateran Basilica. We had both been there to attend a pontifical high mass to celebrate the dedication of the Lateran Basilica, which we celebrate today. The Lateran Basilica, which, if we give it its full name, we would call the Archbasilica Cathedral of the Most Holy Saviour and of Saints John the Baptist and the John the Evangelist in the Lateran. You can see why people generally refer to it just as the Lateran, especially in a hurry. But I think you could say that it is the most important church in the world. It's worthy of a long title because it is the cathedral church of Rome, and the Pope is first and foremost, as Pope Francis likes to say, the Bishop of Rome. And this is Pope Francis's cathedral, not St. Peter's in the Vatican, though interestingly, as a property of the Holy See, the Archbasilica and its adjoining buildings, including a beautiful baptistry which you must visit if you go to Rome, enjoy an extraterritorial status from Italy pursuant to the terms of the Lateran Treaty of 1929. And the church is the oldest and highest ranking of the four major papal basilicas, as well as the seven, one of the seven pilgrim churches of Rome. And if you ever go to Rome um, and you're a, a reasonable walker, do try and uh, do the seven, the seven churches pilgrimages. It's just a, a magnificent thing to do. But of all the uh, churches in Rome, it's unique in having the title Archbasilica. It was founded in 324 and is the oldest public church in the city of Rome and the oldest basilica of the Western world. Now, I love the church where I live, Our Lady of the Rosary in St. Dominic's, also known as the Rosary Shrine, but I can't quite big it up as much as the Lateran. But each year I pray for this Lady Marie and try and send her an email. Because as we spoke at the end of the Mass, she told me that she was in formation as a lay Dominican. She's now solemnly professed, I'm glad to say. And she and her husband, Rodrigo, 
also shared with me their pain at being unable up to this point to have a baby. And I told her that I would pray for her and mentioned that my mum and dad too had struggled to have a child and that it wasn't until my mum was 41 um, and nine months after a visit to Rome where after a papal audience in St Peter's Square she prayed once more that it might happen for her. And it did. It's me. Anyway, the next evening I celebrated Mass for Marie and Rodrigo and for their intention. And three years later, when I emailed Marie just to say hello, see how she was doing and say that I still kept her and Rodrigo and their intention in my prayers, she replied with pictures of a beautiful boy called Raphael. A precious little boy. And I was overjoyed, but also amazed. Raphael was the name I took as my confirmation name. Now we have only met once for a matter of minutes, and yet I feel in a certain way our lives are mystically intertwined. I feel in this story I've been given a glimpse of the mystical body of Christ. In heaven when we shall see God as he is, and at the moment of the last judgment, we will understand the significance of all these encounters, of all the prayers that we said, and perhaps more painfully in that moment of judgment of all the prayers that we did not say. And we will realize that our lives were so much more joined up than we ever realized, and that our actions had a truly cosmic significance. Now I could not say that the Mass that I celebrated and the prayers that I offered were the reason Marie and Rodrigo had Raphael, but nor can I say that they were irrelevant. That's part of what prayer is, a recognition that God is in control, and I am simply asked to play my part with love and fidelity. And I've come to realize in the last few years that prayer is so, so much more than worship, though there is no real prayer life that does not have worship at its core. But prayer is also seriously powerful. It's our weak love joined to the transformative and all-powerful love of God. And stuff happens. We're not in control, but stuff definitely, definitely happens. Now, I cannot prove that anything happened as a result of my prayers, and I think that is part of the point, and I think that's actually a very good thing for somebody like me. But the union that Marie, Rodrigo, and Raphael and I have is because of this building, this feast which we celebrate today. This building which is not just a building, this building which, like all churches, is the dwelling place of God. But this building is also simultaneously a symbol and the reality of the church which Jesus founded to be led by his apostles, with a special primacy with Peter. This building, this feast then, is also a sign of the union that you and I have, even if we have never met. What this building symbolizes and instantiates is that Christ, the Word, became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and that he has not abandoned us as orphans. Now, last time I was in touch with Marie, they were about to adopt another child. So I best say a prayer now and send them an email.